0: yo what is up you have found we like the blazers i am brandon goldner and here with me as always on one of the rainier days that we've had in a year of rainy days or at least last couple months of rainy days it's been really really rainy my rain gauge outside said more than an inch over the last 24 hours it is ryan whitledge ryan what's up man
1: not much not much i i I want to complain about the wind but i feel as though the folks uh in kentucky got it a lot worse but there are three giant trees that are behind my apartment uh that every time there's any sort of windstorm i just watch those things go back and forth i'm waiting any day for one of them to just come crashing down into my place it's it's gonna happen i know it is
0: that's terrifying yeah we have an older oak tree that honestly looks pretty healthy but like i went to the bathroom last night and i could see it moving a lot and i was like this thing if this thing goes like it's gonna chunk into the house so yeah i was i was looking for that too but all is well um It is rainy. It is windy. I did find out that uh, Mount Hood Meadows is opening tomorrow, which is good for anyone who skis or snowboards. Uh, I want to go this year. I didn't go last year, so I'm ready to do that at some point. But... That's not why we're here. We're here to talk about the Blazers. We had a couple things on the docket we wanted to get out of the way really quick. Um, first thing is if you go to We Like a the... busy week. <sighs> it's, it's been a busy week, and we're going to hit on all of it in some way, shape, or form. On WeLikeTheBlazers.com, you will find an article by yours truly talking about Chauncey Billups and the hypocrisy of him talking about accountability and what accountability he has shown or not shown. Find it interesting. I got a pretty positive response. In fact, that may have been one of the most... Uh, shared things that our account has ever put on Twitter before, um, but not everyone was so positive about this article, Ryan. I know that you took umbrage to the Very premise itself, so. the whole thing, yes. which yes. is completely fine. If you in thirty seconds, what well, was I your hear. issue? Or yeah, I won't.
1: I won't lie. You really wanted me. I. It, I did start writing my actual rebuttal article to it, and I'm still going to finish it and send it to you. But Good. by about Tuesday of this week, uh, yes, it became completely outdated because there were so many other things going through the the fandom digest that, like the Blazers' last two to three losses or blowouts, had just been completely out of everyone's mind by then. But I know you've been dying to see something. I will at least give you something because I at least have a thousand words into it at this moment, so. But I
0: appreciate that, and I can't wait for that to hit the site. But if you were to characterize your thesis in 30 seconds, because my thesis, quickly, is that Chauncey Billups talked a lot about accountability, but he is not holding himself accountable and that that's an issue. That's my thesis. So what is your counter thesis to that for me, the big thing that I haven't seen is nobody's been able to describe exactly what
1: accountability is. I feel as though everybody's version of accountability is that they want to see Roko taken out of the starting lineup, or they want to see CJ drastically benched when he's trying to go ISO ball or, you know, abandoning the offensive principles that uh, Chauncey is trying to instill or like a quick hook on Nurk, or those kind of things. But the rest of the reporting and everything else that we've been hearing coming out from the team or people that are closely associated with the team and reporting on it. And I don't think it's just carrying water has been that Billups is very much holding people accountable. Um, Some people may have a problem with that accountability, him acting like he is a veteran coach and calling his players out in the media and thinking that's a low blow. Or again, it's just not the accountability that certain people necessarily want to see. I think he is holding people accountable. I do think maybe it is rubbing some players the wrong way that he is being so vocal with it, but I think that that's just part of him being open and honest. And I won't lie. There's a little bit of, it's refreshing to not just get canned coach speak and for him to seem as though he's actually talking how he believes and what he believes
0: that's fair my counter counter argument is that to me it's more about is he chauncey Phillips holding himself accountable if he sees that what he's saying isn't resonating if his systems aren't working if he notices that the energy is flagging is he asking himself what is it that i might be doing and what is it that he is changing about his approach and why that's something sh- that why should he change his approach if it's because it's not he has- resonating
1: it's not working But what if it's uh, see? Here's here's where I do have because it's
0: 2021, and NBA players are autonomous adults who have a lot of power, and you need to manage them differently than maybe you did your YMCA club back in 1972,
1: right? Like that's that's cool. It's if if CJ (laughs) wants to go rogue and play hero ball because he's going to get all the touches while Dame is out, and that's going completely against the system. I mean, there's not much politically in an NBA locker room that Chauncey can do for that other than just keep trying to drive his system in. And maybe at this point he's reached the, I will attempt to call things out in the media.
0: I think so. Like the big, I I appreciate that we're talking about this. It's I didn't mean for it to take too long, but for me, what I would like to see is for Chauncey Billups to acknowledge that, Hey, maybe coming into a group of people who are not set up to run the stuff I wanted to run, maybe what I should do instead is take a step back talk with the players work with them on something that's a balance between what I'd like to see and what they're good at and then move forward with them being bought in because if people are not bought in I mean he's calling out the starting lineup if people are not bought in it doesn't matter how great your system is if people won't do it so that to me is the accountability I'd like to see from him and maybe it will come right like do you think here's a good
1: segue do you think maybe that had something to do with the previous management regime maintaining that it wasn't a roster issue and that it was a coaching issue and uh, maybe Billy. Not having a full freedom to come out and say this roster is not some or this roster is not up to the way that I believe this this team can succeed, and we need
0: improvements on it. That would be super interesting. Because uh, he's a coach.
1: He's only had a week of freedom from him and we got a little snippets here and there in this, uh, the public conversation that was held that we'll talk about later, but uh, for the most most of the time that he's called players out for lack of effort and whatnot has been under the uh, the watchful shadowy eye of uh, one Mr. Neil O'Shea from a back office in the Moda Center.
0: We will not mention his name ever again on this podcast. Uh, the former general manager, not even president of basketball operations for him. I think it'd be very interesting if a coach were essentially coaching their way into forcing the front office to do something do i think that's what's happening probably not um and again like I, I, to be clear and to to end this piece go check out the article on we like the blazers.com check out ryan's rebuttal when it hits the site all of this is just to say i'm not writing chauncey billups off as a head coach i'm just saying up until this point my My observation is I don't think his approach is working necessarily, but things plenty of time for that to change. Something else that we hope changes is Damien Lillard's injury status. Right now, he's dealing with that abdominal tendinopathy. However, it was reported and confirmed that he had a cortisone injection into the site. What I find interesting is that generally, tendinopathy is not an inflammatory response, although it can be an inflammatory response. And cortisone injections are designed to reduce inflammation and reduce pain um, all of that to say that that's probably the best treatment they have at this point also Blazers beat reporter Casey Holdall said it's his understanding that doctors have said that Dame cannot make this injury worse if he plays on it so it truly is just about pain management Ryan your thoughts on this is Dame is possibly set to return as soon as this Sunday
1: oh I think he'll play tomorrow I I I, I, think, he'll I, I think he'll play tomorrow I I think he's been driven insane, sitting on the sidelines for the last four games and, you know, watching his team get their ass kicked or, you know, just barely be able to eke out a loss. Um, But no, this has been, I mean, there's, it's weird when news about this kind of stuff comes up because this has been four or five years that Dame's been dealing with this injury in some way, shape or form, right. you know, I'm sure that it flaring up in the Olympics, which is typically his off season time of rest, uh, that he has to recuperate from maybe this flaring up any other season or whatnot uh, played a part in him having to be sidelined and shelved for a couple of games. But it doesn't surprise me that it's, you know, if it can't be worse and things that you read about it say that, you know, it could require surgery, you know, that, that could be something that could be looked at, but obviously that's an off season move. We don't have that. So we go to the world of sports to which you uh, shoot yourself up with enough pain medication to where you can't feel any of your boo-boos, uh, even Pretty though, much. you know, even though, you know, there's still so many athletes that want to question everything that goes into a, uh, a shot that can help, uh, cure a, uh, global pandemic, but yeah, Blazing. just shoot me up. but just shoot me up with whatever pain med stock. And by the way, that's not a shot at Dame cause trailblazers are all hundred percent vaccinated yada, yada, yada. But it just, I just, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, taking a a shot to numb his toe and, you know, anyways, but yeah, no, it's, 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 this is one of those things where, yeah, it's just, there's going to have to be a level of pain management. There's going to be a lot more cortisol shots and, and whatnot and pain meds that are given throughout the season for as long as this goes. So it's just a managing thing.
0: Question for you. How confident are you that Damian Lillard will return to his all NBA form this year? Hmm. I mean, I think cause that's kind of like maybe the most important question of the entire season. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, I have the confidence
1: that if his body is capable, that he will be capable, but it's just, uh, going. To... it's
0: not the question. It's, that's not, not the question of if because obviously that's what it is but like i'm then, just saying like as a fan i know you're not a doctor but like how confident are you that we're gonna see the old damian Lillard come back this year uh i have a twitter medical degree thank you very much so yes i am a doctor
1: but <laughs> uh, um uh, i don't know a i don't bullshit I, I i honestly can't <laughs> i i don't feel comfortable answering that question uh, my fandom says that i really hope he's able to but i you're allowed to have an opinion like that's fine like my hot take opinion i don't even think he's gonna make an all-star game this year
0: let alone an all NBA team whoa buddy. whoa buddy whoa 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 back it up beep beep you don't think he's gonna make an all-star team this year
1: that's no, wild
0: I, I even I when think he's traded the, to the Knicks, no, just kidding, 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 <laughs> god. All right, so Stephen, a but yeah, no, we're
1: in the beginning of December, all star games in February. It's he would have to go on one of his absolute tears when he's back and have zero setbacks, I think, in order for it to be justified for him to get an all star spot.
0: I think that he has a lot of like equity with the league that will carry him past like a substandard season into at least one all-star game. Like maybe not playing the way he's been playing, but if you even split the difference between how he has been playing this year and how he's played in years past, I think that he is going to get the nod because he's Damian Lillard. I mean, I think that that's where he's at at this point in his career. So I have to say like, I'll answer the question directly to say like, I am not super confident. I think Dame has, reached his peak, which sucks. I wouldn't have said that before this injury. It really does seem like, you know, it, we know it's been something he's been managing for years, but it seems like it's now getting worse and he's older. I, that's a bad combination. So no, I, I don't, so I, I, don't I, like it. I don't,
1: I don't think that this is going to be something that like, I don't think he's seen his last all-star game. I don't think that he's, he's peaked career wise. I still do think that he's got maybe be maybe, be, <laughs> maybe, be, maybe another year, or two in him of high level top ten top fifteen you know player in him but with the Olympics a little bit of shortened off season all that stuff you know I I don't think it's this season next season is another story uh, but then again that could be him having a a great all- star season for the Knicks so who
0: knows <laughs> I think I, I mean if you so Let's just parse this out really quick. If you don't think, let's say Blazers or the Blazers organization, let's say if the Blazers organization agrees with you and doesn't think Damian Lillard will even make an all-star team this year, let alone all NBA, Mm -hmm. if they think that's the case and then he's another year older next year... How much are they really going to want to go all in to build around Dane? Because we can talk fake trades. We can talk about, you know, pick swaps and, and the few first round picks they have to trade. And Ant and Simons and Nas Little and, and Roco and Nurkis expiring and CJ McComb. We can talk about all that that the Blazers at least do have to work with to build around Dane. But how much mm-hmm. is Jody Allen and Vulcan? How much are they going to want to do that? if they don't think Dame is going to even make an all-star game this year, I'm not saying they think that, mm-hmm. um, but I, I mean, that is, I mean, yikes. I think it should
1: inspire them to better build around him. I I am fully ready at this very moment to eat my words that I had in the preseason and the offseason about that. This roster is, was more talented and uh, a, a, a better balanced team because We have seen that there is an an absolute lack of balance and that the four best players on this team are all guards. And
0: if maybe Terry Stotts got the best of this roster, I mean, available evidence suggests maybe that he was a great coach for this specific type of team.
1: Yes. Yes. For a team that did a lot, or for his coaching philosophy of allowing freedom, that's why, you know, CJ was allowed to operate with freedom and impunity and whatnot to the maybe detriment or whatnot. But if this, if this roster was a little bit better balanced and better loaded and, or the type of roster that I thought it would be, then, you know, I know that the Blazers got hit with cascading injuries where it was multiple people, but you know, you wouldn't necessarily see 30, plus point blowouts when you're sitting, uh, Dame and Ant and, you know, and you still have the primary or primary players of the rest of your rotation, or, you know, you're sitting Dame Nant and, and Nas. And, you know, th- those are the guys out. You, you'd still see a lot more competitiveness, a lot more effort, a lot more, right. you know, ab- ability. And so how I think if, if you want my crystal ball, the, I believe that, and I'm going to tie in a couple topics that will broach in here a little later, but my crystal ball right now, anybody is clamoring for an immediate GM hire, whether that be Danny Ainge, Mark ever or Mark Eversley or, or uh, Prince or anything like that. I I'm sorry to break it to you. I think that Joe Cronin is going to be the guy for the end of the year and that he's going to have the season for an interview is how I feel it's going to go. And he's going to be able to, try to pull off a couple of trades, maybe, maybe get, get CJ moved, use Rocco use Nurk or whatnot to kind of reshape the roster or whatever, and see where that goes for the year. And if it doesn't pan out and there isn't something out there, that's maybe able to turn this team around or, or turn it into a competitive and contending Western conference team that then they will look at bringing in a new GM with a fresh set of eyes and give him the, the clean sweep ability to, if you want, you can rebuild it. We, what? we gave, we gave it a good shot, but if you feel as though moving Dame and this is after this season, going into next season, if you feel that moving Dame, yeah. we will give you that ability.
0: I feel like, okay. A couple things to unpack as we pivot, but first of all, if Joe Cronin swings a CJ trade, that's, I mean, that's as big of a trade as the Blazers have made. And I can't even remember, right? I mean, we're not even talking about trading Dame, even trading CJ be the biggest trade. The Blazers have pulled off in God knows how long I seriously, I'm I'm thinking about it. I can't even think about it. So that's number one. And I think that most Blazers fans would be completely fine with Joe Cronin, a guy who had a background in scouting, who had a background in the cap, who seems to have good relationships with people, his staff and around the league. He survived multiple administrations to the Blazers. I think everyone would be fine with Joe Cronin staying in that seat. If he swings a CJ trade, that's number one. Number two, I think the Blazers need to ride with Dame until the wheels fall off, until he is retired. That's how I feel. I honestly don't care at this point as a Blazers fan if the Blazers sacrifice two years of their lottery picks in 2027. I don't care at this point. Build Dame a statue, at, freeze it in time. He's done enough to where I want to see him respected until he is done playing. And if that mm-hmm. means the team is worse, As a fan, I honestly don't care. So that's how I feel about it personally. But speaking of CJ McCollum, he's also injured. So that's not so great. Um, Yeah, collapsed
1: lung just came. It went from like... Yeah. rib contusion to, Hey, by the way, my lung is collapsed. And, uh, I, I, I don't know how much you've heard or dug into any of kind of like the side reporting of a little bit of how this injury may have come about. but, uh, no, oh, there's a, that's a, that's a, that's a story that I can share with you off, off air, but it, uh, it is rather humorous.
0: We're OK. I, I would love for you <laughs> to share it on air. I mean, I'm intrigued. No,
1: it's it's one of those where I'm not necessarily comfortable putting that out. It's like a Nancy Reagan
0: air. situation. <laughs> By the way, I can't let, tell you I've not done enough digging. Is that a joke? Like, I don't understand what's going on with that. Whatever. The, Let's the Nancy Reagan Madonna thing. Uh, the, so Nancy, the Nancy, the Nancy, the Ra- Nancy let's not even go there. Okay. <laughs> Just don't Google Nancy Reagan right now. Um, CJ has a collapsed right lung. That's a bummer. I don't know what mm-hmm. you're talking about or alluding to. I guess we'll talk about it off air. It's too spicy for TV, which is weird, but that's fine. Correct. Uh, so we don't know how serious it is. It could be a week or two. It could potentially be longer. It's definitely a bummer. It's definitely pretty scary. Uh, you Towns know, Jones
1: I- had this back in 2015 and he ended up missing, uh, uh 6 games over the course of like uh, I think 11 I know, but or something like that.
0: It sounds like it can be a little touchy and, and it could be either more or less serious. So it really just depends well, It depends on the person.
1: I don't think, you know, luckily the Blazers have have a home stint here or whatnot, but I think for their few little trips on the road, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they kind of maybe held him back a little bit because his wife is also close to giving birth. Right. You know, and I'm, I'm f- fairly certain that's, I, I don't know if you can f- fly with recovering from a collapsed
0: lung. So that's probably not, probably because of the air pressure difference because like, that's yeah. like the whole point is that that's what's impeding your ability to breathe is the unequilibrium of pressure inside of your chest cavity it's weird but i've stuff. always
1: thought that like as soon as you reinflate it then it ends up being good
0: there's like a okay i'm not a doctor so warning it's, go, get, it's, go get cassie
1: let's go talk to her, actually her. no i did
0: i did talk to her about it I, okay a couple of interesting things first the first thing cassie said was Generally a collapsed lung is not something that comes across from like brute force. That you getting smacked in the chest isn't going to collapse your lung. That far more often it's something genetic if someone has a very fast growth spurt and they think potentially the lining of the is outside growing? of your
1: Was it that? growing taller than six three finally?
0: Well, Hey, we've seen those (laughs) pictures of CJ when he's in high school and he's like this big and now he's like a legit six three. So there is some speculation if you have a quick growth spurt that the lining outside of your lung is susceptible to to being um, to having air get into it. So if you have air that is inside the lining that's outside of your lung. It's putting pressure on your lung and squeezing your lung. That's kind of what's happening. So the lung itself, it's okay. It's the lining outside of it that's been somehow um, breached. At any rate, the point being, I do think it's interesting, not with the injury necessarily, but what you just said about his wife about to give birth, that CJ, like all humans, is maybe thinking a lot about that and maybe a little bit distracted and maybe his full focus wasn't on basketball, which... I can completely understand that. And that maybe well, that has I mean, something to do with the fact that he played really well to start the season, then he'd been not playing as well. That if that's what it is, that'd be awesome. The well, I mean he alluded to that
1: with Quick in, in an article, you know, uh that He put out, uh, middle of the week last week of that, you know? Yeah. He, he understands it's a business. He understands everything, but he's, he's also human and he's like, I got some shit. I got some shit going on in my life. I'm in the middle of playing and I'm in the middle middle of a season. The team's had a little bit of stuff going on. You know, my name is in trade rumors. Uh, well, my wife at this point in time can give birth to my first child, at any point. I mean, and CJ's been cognizant enough. I mean, it's it's very famously and well known uh that. Since his wife has been pregnant, that he is extremely careful and very, you know, anti-like autographs or even like somebody handing him something to sign from a distance or whatnot. Because and he just tells people yeah. he goes, my my wife is pregnant at home and we're, and we're in a pandemic. So I mean, I like, don't blame he, him. He, he is very cognizant of all of that stuff that's going on. And so yeah, it, it would not surprise me that you know he's human and shit affects him and yeah you expect professional athletes to be able to just turn it on and off but uh no matter how awesome of human beings we are we all let shit affect us when we're at work and sometimes we have bad days and we don't turn in our best performance so so as long as he's a human being he gets a pass on that
0: front i agree and i don't blame him a bit for that and speaking of human beings ryan here we're pivoting not Neil, definitely not. We are pivoting to Joe Cronin, the Blazers interim general manager. The Blazers had not a press conference, but a conversation. And I, you know, branded her.
1: They were missing a fireplace and comfier chairs. Little fireside they needed, chat. They little. needed three recliners there, so that and maybe like a little glass of scotch or whatnot, a smoking robe and a fireplace going behind them.
0: <laughs> Just swirling the brandy in the glass. Um it was Blazers interim GM, Joe Cronin, their current president, well, uh, Dwayne Hankins and, and Hankins, Hankins. I've been saying his name wrong this whole time. <laughs> d- uh, don't even want to ask how you're saying it. And then coach Haskins, Chauncey. Haskins a, r- no. a, a linebacker for the Steelers this is Dwayne also Haskins. And for some reason that's stuck state, in my head, former Oregon state basketball player, Scott Haskins, shout out to him. Uh, and Chauncey Billups. So it was those three uh, doing a press conference. Joe Cronin. So I wanted to get your first impressions hearing from the Blazers interim general manager. I know we talked a little bit about his experience before, and there's been some subsequent reporting about who he is and his path. But specifically, if you watched it or saw it later, what were your impressions of seeing Joe Cronin in front of the mic?
1: Well, I didn't feel I needed a bingo card. And, uh, I felt as though <laughs> like the best description I have, uh, and I, this make him off as a little crass. Uh, we've all spent nine to 10 years in an abusive relationship in which every aspect was controlled. And we finally got out of that relationship and met a nice guy that treats us. Right. And so at the moment he held the door open for us and it's that in and of itself is just absolutely an unbelievable act of kindness. And so I'm a little taken aback, but I want, To also be 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 guarded of my feelings and emotions and not get too swept up in this because you know the the blazers do as he made as he said have a culture and image issue they need to change and so this was very much three individuals going out there and putting their best foot forward it doesn't mean that i wasn't necessarily impressed with how candid he was and how open and honest he was but there is also you do have to understand that there is a pr firm behind this that is going hey this is how the old guy would have handled it so we're going to be over here as far as handling it. Um, but I, I was, I was impressed, like I said, with the level of honesty, brevity and whatnot from all three. I like the fact that Chauncey actually did joke that, uh, him as the first year head coach is now the longest tenured, uh, of those three, higher up, of those, three higher up of extremely those three
0: important positions. Yeah. Uh, three, exactly. so. the three most important positions in any franchise far and away. Um, Yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. That was my thoughts too. He is a, he came across and by all reporting before this press conference and after, came across and is. An empathetic human being who cares about people. I appreciated the anecdote from Ben Falk from cleaning the glass who used to be with the trailblazers organization, kind of talking about how much Joe Cronin would go out of his way to help people who were less senior than him. So the opposite Mm. of a gatekeeper, Joe Cronin, the opposite of a guy who wants to build a wall between what is mine and then everyone else, which by the way a lot of talk from Casey Holdall and Brooke Olsendam on the Blazers balcony about how the Blazers are trying to knit back together this schism between the Blazers basketball and the Blazers business side, which, again, I think yeah, speaks it made, to
1: makes sense. Yeah. If you have a sports franchise that is that is making you money, that you would want the basketball
0: or you would want the sports part and the and the the money calculating part to be intertwined. You would think. And, and, you know, I get that there is a difference in function, but yeah, that basically... To me, how that reads is Olshay wanted to protect what he thought was his. He wanted to control information that he wanted to control. He wanted the people around him to agree with him and not cross him. And that Joe Cronin is just not that kind of person. Again, all available reporting suggested that the, that's the case. And that's how it came across during this press conference where I fell in love with Joe Cronin. I got to say, Cassie, just, just I know guard, we just got engaged. I'm so sorry. Guard fell your in heart. love. Guard your- heart I'm just saying like I and, and to 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 say nothing of the person side of it let me ask you this did you I, I I don't have a I have a medium take did you get a sense of where Joe Cronin is thinking about the basketball side and what he needs to do were you either encouraged or discouraged by what he shared did you get anything from what you think he may how he may approach the basketball part of his job. Well, he acknowledged the fact that this team has a ceiling
1: and it is Bing. nowhere and it, it is nowhere near where we have been sold. It is before with Neil O'Shea. Um So that in and of itself, I mean, you, you want to talk about, you know, steps to recovery and whatnot. The first step is always admitting that there's a
0: problem. So stop hey, gaslighting the fans. <laughs> ex- the team Exactly.
1: When st- and stop. And you know, that was part of old thing is he always thought he was the smartest person in the room in this case he also thought he was the smartest person in the city and the state and trying to convince us you know that this lump of coal is is you know is already a diamond I know it looks dark and black in, in my hand but I promise you it's really a diamond and so acknowledging that it actually is a lump of coal right now is a good thing the and I guess there's been a lot made to of his for one I i am glad that Cronin is not he's been in the organization through many regimes. He was hired by Pritchard. Um, he's, he stayed on through the Chad Buchanan and Rich Cho, uh, uh brief 10 years and has been here for the entirety of Olshay. So this is a guy who has worked his way up, but has been here for a long time and seen this organization. So that does give me hope and faith that he's not just, you know, some Olshay lackey per se that they, they gave the reins to. Um, uh, that he is heralded as being a cap guru by all accounts. Um, you know, Jason quick reached out to, uh, uh, Kevin Pritchard and, and got his take on him and Kevin Pritchard sang his praise. Uh, I will ask, you know, did he at least raise his hand in the room when they decided to, sp- uh, stretch, uh, Andrew Nicholson's contract out that I need to know if he at least raised his hand and said, um, guys, uh, if I find out, if I ever find out that was his idea, uh, all cap guru-ness is I'm throwing that out the window. <laughs> um, but, and you know, it, it, it sounds too like that he already has a little bit of a built-in relationship with people in the league because Shea would send him out to do, you know, some pre-draft phone or pre-trade phone calls and whatnot. Uh, one other thing that does give me a little bit of hope, uh, as far as the, him not being a Neil O'Shea lackey, is that it was very famous that a lot of GMs in the league did not like O'Shea to the point that they would not do business with him. I mean, we always joke that Kevin Pritchard would never do business with the Blazers or trade with the Blazers because they didn't like him as an organization. Well, okay, maybe because Pritchard's guy that he hired, Cronin, is in there and the Pacers are now deciding to absolutely tear it down. Um, Seems like a problem
0: if you're such a big asshole that you can't do your job. Exactly. Like and, so, and so saying. that's
1: why you would always see mostly like the same three teams that the Blazers are having transactions with and, and whatnot, because those are the only three guys that, you know, were probably bigger assholes than O'Shea. But, but either way, I, I liked what I heard. He acknowledged that there's issues. He stated that he has current carte blanche from the Jody Allen and Bert cold. And by the way, I have a tangent on that or on those two later, or something about those two later, but he has carte blanche from them to go out and improve the team and make the roster better. He knows that the blade or, you know, he will have a conversation with management about, uh, the, their current cap situation. Uh, I don't agree with his statement because of the Andrew Nicholson contract and the current looming, uh, repeater tax about that. Their books are clean. Cause again, the last year of Anderson Verish or of, uh, Andrew Nicholson's contract would like a word. Cause it's still sitting there doing nothing.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's two more years, which is wild. Um, Oh God. Is it please? We just got rid of,
1: we got, we just got rid of Festus Azili and I've, I'm literally going to pop a bottle of champagne when Andrew Nicholson's contract falls off the books and you're going to have to wait,
0: keep it sealed. Keep it at 57 degrees. Is it two years? I think it's two. So, oh my god, let me let me sneak in here. Uh, I have to look uh, this up. You 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 talk. I'll listen. I gotta look this up. Uh, so, uh, my takeaways from the basketball side of how Joe Cronin what what he's thinking. It's funny because I had a polite disagreement with um, Seth, who runs the post game Twitter Spaces. Uh, you might know him as Sheriff of PDX. Shout out to you, Seth. Those spaces are some of the funnest things that that I've done this year, kind of basketball wise. So cool. It's a great.
1: Not, not when a mean host yells that you're asking too many questions though.
0: Yeah. So we actually had a space by the way. So these spaces, uh, Dia Miller is, is often there helping Seth co-host. I'm often helping co-host too. um, Seth does an amazing job, but sometimes we get people like Chris Haynes, uh, a giant national reporter from Yahoo. Uh, we had Chris, Chris Haynes in one of the spaces and he was participating and someone was asking a whole lot of questions when we had many people waiting to ask. Oh, so, so you, you did this? Let me, let me go like that, at that point at, at least. Um, but it's a learning experience. It's something that's new to me. Like I'm not particularly good at facilitating. It's hard to balance when it's good to, to keep the conversation going and when to bring other people in. And you also have to manage that some people, it hasn't happened lately, but some people obviously may think, say things that are inappropriate. You have to be careful to cut that stuff off. Anyway, follow uh, Sheriff of PDX, Seth. You're a good dude. But I had a disagreement with him about Joe Cronin. He basically said, I'm not optimistic that Joe Cronin will do anything based on what he said. That's fair because there was a lot said during that press conference that was sort of cookie cutter, but here's what I usually do when I'm listening to a press conference. I don't listen for what the easy status quo answer is. I'm listening very carefully to anything that runs counter to that because it's very easy to say, we got a great roster full of great guys. Of course, like what you don't want to piss anyone off. So you're looking for those types. Times that people deviate from that and to me Ryan the most important quote from Joe Cronin the whole night was a very simple one it came near the beginning it was simply this we know we have some challenges with this roster The fact that he was willing to say that very plainly, and I know it's not ultra-specific, indicates to me I get the same impression as you that he knows what the organization wants, which, by the way, is probably what Dame wants, which, by the way, is a better roster around him, as he said during the summer, and that Joe Cronin has been empowered by the organization to do that. Of course, he's going to bring any deal back to ownership before it's finalized, but I'm pretty sure that Cronin and Dame... And Jody Allen and, and Burt Cold, I think that they're in agreement about what needs to happen here, i.e. trade everybody you need to in order to get Dame a different, better roster with a higher ceiling, even if it means sacrificing depth or your future flexibility. So I was encouraged. That's my short answer. Damn it. What? He, he is on the books next year. I, I got it. I, I... So, uh, so, uh, okay. We've talked about Joe Cronin. Unless you have anything else on him, I'm sure that he'll keep coming up, which is great. Um, But this sort of relates, which is uh, let's talk a little bit now about where did this go? Shoot. do, 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 do. I'm going to buy my time until I can find this stupid thing. Uh, Are we sticking in the press
1: conference or sorry, the fireside chat, as I'm calling it? Are we? We're done with
0: that. Unless Ooh. I mean, it'll continue uh, then, then threading. I, but yeah.
1: Then I have one quick caveat because I there's a large portion of the fan base uh, I think that rather unreasonably has been very. I I think you've fallen into this uh, from time to time as well. But rather unreasonably is demanding to hear from Burt Gold or Jody Allen. Uh, was very curious why they weren't necessarily I don't know. at. What that they want I honestly don't think, like so. really I don't, I don't think I've conference. said that very much. I no, don't really care. I, uh, no, I, I think I've, I've, it's just you, you are not, I'm not meaning like that. You've been like pounding the table going, they need to talk. They need, they sh- they should be saying something. I think but they pay has,
0: people to talk for them. I, I, exa- I per- exactly. I, I think other reporters care. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but I, I do see it a lot where people
1: are like, where's Jody Allen in this? Where's Burt Cole in this? Why aren't they yeah. addressing what is the, when Paul Allen was alive before he passed, what was the last press conference that you remember? him sitting up at a table and answering questions for.
0: He he didn't do it either. The last what, time I remember which owners was, do. What Mark Cuban? That, that, like who that, else? Like Steve there aren't Ballmer. many. Yeah, sure. But like Steve Ballmer is this gregarious weirdo dude. Mark Cuban is this gregarious weirdo like they like being in front of a camera. That's what they do.
1: Exactly. And I like the last time that I can remember like Paul Allen sitting up in a press conference at all, I want to say I was like five years old. And it was nine, it was the early nineties. You know, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was shortly after he bought the team, but like, even so, if you want to think about the, like the changing of the eras, you know, like if they hired a new GM or something like that, it was Larry Miller that was up there introducing the new GM when they hired a new, when they hired a new, you know, when they hired Chris McGowan, I'm pretty sure it was Look, Chad Buchanan introducing Chris McGowan. It's a rotating chair. You're not get. you're not getting the rich billionaires or her second in command to uh, come out and say anything. You unless say people do that. The team. Exactly.
0: Right. I, and I think as long as, as of right now, as long as, you know, Jody Allen and Burt Cold, they agree with Joe Cronin and he agrees with Dame in, in general about the general direction of where the team needs to go. That is what matters. And I think it's more and more clear that all Shea was not in agreement with Damian Lillard about the roster because Neil Shea really wanted to keep CJ because he did all the legwork to draft him. And CJ's a great player. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, the evidence suggests that no team can be super successful having two small guards who can't play defense, who largely duplicate their own skills two. and duplicate Where their Norm, own weaknesses. Norm go?
1: We have more than two. Well, we have all this. We have all the small Norm,
0: guards. Norm at least plays slightly bigger than his size because he's, uh, more Longer. able, yeah, defensively and more willing to play defense. But so all of this is just to say, no, I agree with you. We ju- you just need to have general agreement. If you have a player as good as Damian Lillard who means as much to the team, you need to be in agreement up and down. I think that they are now, which is great. Um, but you wanted to hit on um, there's like one more thing we wanted to get to, one big bucket of stuff, which is the state of the Blazers now. Uh, there may or may not have been a hit piece. Oh, from, that was a hit piece. That was straight from Adrian Wojnarowski, who uh, Shea decided to
1: hit reverse and run over some people on his car ride out of Lake Oswego.
0: Yeah, his as he was emptying out his wine cellar. Yeah. Adrian Wojnarowski, who we all know, often got information from Neil Shea, and Neal Shea was pretty tight lipped. But but what Woj is one of the very few reporters that had an inside line into the organization uh because he was tight with Neal Shea. Uh, Mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to describe what was in this piece briefly for people who maybe haven't read it?
1: Well, so caveat, I haven't read it in its entirety, but I've seen enough excerpts from it because for some reason, even though I pay for the cheap bundle of having Disney plus, uh, Hulu and, uh, ESPN plus, uh, that I can't get into one of those, (laughs) That's uh, Yeah, I know. But basically, this was a piece that came out from Loge that talked about um, the struggles that the Blazers will face in hiring a new GM because Dame's camp is demanding a $110 million two-year contract extension to be offered to him this summer that will pay him until he is of the age of 36, maybe 37, I believe. And that most GMs that would be interested in the job, believe that trading Dame is the best Avenue. Uh, also slightly alluded to the fact that maybe the Blazers and management had already been looking at doing such a thing and building the team around other players. Uh, and also uh, just kind of generally shot th- there, there was I'm some, there was some allusion to, a little more some portland slander about how difficult it is to build a team in the portland market so you if you want to boil this down and translate it into the nihilisms uh Dame's agency and agent were doing their due diligence and reaching out for and asking about a contract extension that Damian Lillard, the face of the franchise and the by the time it's all said and done, the greatest trailblazer of all time uh, is eligible for this coming summer. That would further uh, kind of endear in, in himself to the city, whether or not that you want to swallow that high dollar or not. That's his agents responsible to do that. It would be negligent for his agent for the Goodwin agency to not reach out and ask them it. Um, but you have have to ask, you have the, you have the slander then that Neil has been on record saying that it is hard to recruit people to Portland and Portland is a dumpster fire. You know, it's a little more now. So than when he first started saying it, but, and you know, then talking about, Hey, maybe he'd want to build around somebody else. Oh, I don't know. Do you think that maybe he wanted to build around the guy he drafted that he could claim hundred
0: percent was his. And I do it. First of all, so much to unpack really quick. Does Dame have to ask for an extension if he's eligible for it? Isn't it assumed that he's going to want that extension if he wants to stay in Portland? So, Oh man, like he's been really pressuring them. It's like they, they're not even legally allowed to talk about it. And I know those conversations happen on the background anyway, Exactly. but just, you don't have to ask, you know, so how that's that, number one. You know how that
1: demand went? His agent said, Hey, do we want to set up a time to talk about uh, the extension that art or that Dame is eligible for? get back to us and let
0: us know. Well, even, I, I, guarantee, even say, I guarantee it's a fucking one word or that, uh, uh, three sentence email tops. Well, the other thing too, is like, honestly, it's a good sign. I mean, if Damian Lillard wants to talk about extending in Portland, that he wants to stay in Portland. I mean, the opposite would be like, let's talk about getting Dame to a team of his choice, which apparently is not what was taught, being talked about. So that's number one. Number two, What's so obvious to me from this about Neil Olshay through Woj saying, well, the team should really think about trading Dame. What did we talk about earlier that Neil Olshay wanted to build a wall around what he thought was his and he could control? Damian Lillard was the last Person who challenged Neil O'Shea's power and authority and, and Neil had the ability to do so. Right. And had the ability to do so. And Neil O'Shea wanted to tell the city of Portland and Vulcan and Jody Allen the Blazers belong to me, Neil O'Shea, not him, Damian Lillard, which is insane. And to yeah. me, it's very clear from all the reporting this summer, what Dame said about wanting a better roster, that there was a power struggle between O'Shea and Dame. And guess what? Dame one, thank Mm -hmm. God that's the correct choice. So, and and the funny thing too, is that it's, oh my
1: gosh, you know, uh, can the blazers, you know, pay a 35, 36 year old player, you know, 52 plus million dollars for, you know, for two seasons and whatnot. Oh, they got to get out of that. Well, side note, that extension is not one that's getting the hometown bonus bump. That is an extension that follows. And if no matter if, if Dame is traded tomorrow, you know what his agency is still asking of whatever team he would end up on. Hey, so Dame's eligible for an extension. And we'd like that,
0: (laughs) right? It's going to be the same damn question for any of the other 29 teams he ends up on. And by the way, I find it not coincidental that as soon as Olshay is fired, Joe Cronin is now in power. There does seem to be alignment between Dame and Cronin and Jody Allen that Dame is now gone on this very, very heavy full court press in the press, no pun intended, but full court press in the press to say, I want to be in Portland. I'm sick of hearing this bullshit. I don't want to get traded. I want to win here. And I think it's interesting, too, that a couple of days after that hit piece from Woj that was essentially coming from Olshay. I think that we got our first evidence that Joe Cronin reached out to Woj and now you have reporting from Woj saying that the Sixers are open to trading Ben Simmons. They want a top About 25 damn player time. Uh, yeah. And good luck with that Daryl Morey. But also in that piece was very clear from Woj sources say that Dame isn't being traded. You know who the source was on that? Joe Cronin. So, which, by the way, is anybody who lives in Portland, it could have been me could have been you smart little piece of business by Joe Cronin, knowing that Woj is Olshay's mouthpiece. Guess who's in charge now? Cronin. Guess who has the currency to advance Woj's career? Cronin, not Olshay. So I think that's a very smart piece of business rather than him to say, well, you know, fuck you, Woj. I'm going to go to some other reporter. What does Cronin do? brings him into the fold smart dude by the way cronin to me again like empathetic good guy yes also a confident person you know what confident people do confident people are people who bring other people along who don't shut other people out, who are confident in their own abilities and can stand on their own two feet. And to do something like that, I just, I'm not trying to overanalyze it, but I thought that was a little, a nice slick little piece of business from Cronin.
1: Now there is a little something to it. If you want to talk about a little bit of the politics of it, because I do agree that slick move by the Cronin, but you know, in all of this, you know, like the there Cronin-Ater. was, a, well, the, the Sam Amick, uh, <laughs> slash Shams piece that came out, you know, and then the Woj piece, comes out and everybody knows where certain things are coming from and you know Cronin could have reached out to Shams and that statement would right. add just just as much weight could but have reached out you know, to Chris Haynes could have reached out to but do you know which guy just got his name drugged through the mud by Damian Lillard in a tweet that says uh in, where he's like you know can't basically like you know the, uh, damn it why am I forgetting the exact
0: wording you know which tweet I'm talking about back me up here the one is that it? dame says that he's not surprised he was like yeah oh can't say i'm surprised yeah, he was quote when, when tweeting it, someone when, else this picture when, of trump yeah. and pence and it said Woj and olshay working on the hit piece and then dame exactly says he's so not surprised when a top <laughs> 725
1: player who you're doing some reporting on him and his team is 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 gonna come out and throw some punches like that. There is a little bit, you know, a lot of Woj's job is all based off connections and credibility. So there is a little right. bit of Cronin going, Hey, you want
0: something that maybe makes you look. Come here, a Adrian. Little, a, a Adrian let me, okay. let me tell you, let me tell you how it's going to work now, Adrian. Yeah. I, I think, again, I think that was a slick piece of business. And by the way, if you, if the, if the roles were reversed, you know what Ol would have done, he would have iced out that reporter. He wouldn't have done what Cronin did again, because Olshay is an insecure prick. Who cannot? Who cannot stand being challenged? Who can't? And Cronin, on the other hand, is a confident person who's secure with himself and says, "Like, look, we need to bring, we need to bring the biggest newsbreaker in the industry. Let's feed him something. That's the and that is the correct way forward." Now, by the way, over under two weeks, Olshay going on Woj's pod to complain about how the world hates me, Neil Olshe. Over under mm. two weeks. Ooh, I would have given it like three days after that piece came
1: out if it didn't nationally go so negatively. I think Olshay right, expected yeah. some vitriol and backlash to come, obviously, locally from Portland, the place that he just got fired. But it was a very national reaction in the NBA world to people going, so did Shade just write that himself and hit send on the email or did he just give him like three sentences to put in there that I uh, I'm going to need you to just say this piece for me. So, I'm going to total... say it's a, it's a little farther removed than, you know, like three weeks. We may, no. we may hear some, give it to, give it to like the trade deadline. If, if Olshay has has, if Olshay has an ability to come out in any way, shape or form and do an, I told you so, and the blazers aren't able to move a CJ or aren't able to like do a Roko and oh, if package, they're not able
0: to do in three months, what he couldn't do in six years, give me a fucking break. Yes. Because what that's the kind of nervous. That's how he is. I know kind of
1: narcissistic so if I get the
0: blazers it. fail
1: while taking a swing he's gonna come out and say see that's why i stood the course uh,
0: speaking of trades, speaking of the trade deadline we we've hit on it your opinion the philadelphia 76ers ben simmons being shopped and uh, by the way wake uh, saying welcome to the game daryl well finally <laughs> right he he finally understood that You know, Ben Simmons not playing is not helping his trade value. But by the way, there has been spatters of reporting that Philly and the Blazers have been engaged on packages that revolve around CJ. Neither side has bitten yet, but I think the fact those conversations have happened make me feel encouraged that they're going to continue happening. Um, it makes too much sense for both sides, by the way, just do it already. Do the Simmons for CJ. Yes. The Blazers have to probably, and this is going to hurt some people they are gonna have to throw in either Ant or Nas. That, I think that's a given. And I, they're I think, also going to have I to think.
1: Ants a little more likely to just with what the sense I get of Chauncey's system, I think he appreciates and the kind of style he wants to play. I think leans a little more towards Nas's game, especially with if what Chauncey we saw Billups, the other day.
0: If Chauncey Blubbs could play with five Brian Grants, he would totally do it. By the way, shout out to Brian Grant, my favorite player of all time. Love you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so, but Simmons is on the market. The other thought I had about this was if and when Simmons is traded, is that going to unfreeze the rest of the trade market for other trades to happen that maybe a a DeMontis Sabonis or Miles Turner may become available? You know, Zion just reported that his bone healing has regressed and he's going to be out probably. That's what happens when you balloon up another Seventy pounds and you now weigh 332 pounds and you have bum feet and knees. Yo, I feel bad for him. It sucks. I mean, honestly, it feels like the NBA is being robbed of a superstar and that honestly sucks. Like I, it's, it it, it honestly just, it sucks.
1: I mean, yes, I feel bad. I feel bad for him injury wise, but I have long felt that the NBA was trying to shove Zion down our throats. And I kind of well, feel well. As they this, should this, have. He was amazing. I, Look at I, those I, clips
0: I, from Duke. He was blocking people. He was jumping from the key and blocking people shooting three pointers. Like have whatever.
1: I've long, long never been a Zion fan. I thought he was going to flame out horribly, and that the NBA was just trying to make Zion a thing. So, anyways, to back on to get back to some of your questions, do I think it'll free up? Do I think the league itself is waiting on a Ben Simmons deal? No, I think the league is waiting on <laughs> December fifteenth, which is going to happen on Wednesday. Because wait a
0: minute. December 15th, you are only going from about 60% of players can be traded to about 80% of players can be traded. This is not... I've seen that be overblown. Oh, that's when everyone can be traded. No, no, no. It goes from 60% to 80%. Yes, it's more, but... That just let's keep it all in perspective, okay? That's it. well I'm gonna lump the
1: remaining twenty percent as the into the Damian Lillard category of that yeah, they wouldn't be traded if they if they could be. But it does. Well, then I the twenty
0: percent becomes slightly bigger. But yeah,
1: it, it, it does. It it it. There's more toys to play within the chest on the fifteenth than there are now. More toys is always a good thing when you're trying to collect them all. No Pokemon jokes. But um, do I think that the entire league is, is held up on this Ben Simmons deal? No. Do I, same as I don't believe that the entire league is bandied together and deciding that they will not help the Portland trailblazers because they hope that they flame out so that they can get Damian Lillard. All, all of that kind of thought process, I believe is slightly idiotic. Um, I am very happy to at least see that the Sixers have woken up, or at least it's being reported that they've woken up and that they are open to doing three and four team deals in order to get what they want. Well, good. Cause that's the only way that Daryl Morey is going to get anywhere near what he wants, because unless he's trading with the Oklahoma city thunder, he's not going to get a boatload of draft picks. And I don't know if Shea Gilders Alexander is the type of player that he's trying to get back. And he thinks that's going to be the final piece. Uh, I have long thought that if there was not going to be a straight up swap, or at least one that was acceptable to both, both sides, uh, with a piece give or take here on either side that it would need to be a three team deal. And if the blazers can sneak into something like that, especially with the news of, uh, you know, the Indiana Pacers are now looking to do a, a go into a rebuild. Um, I, I Perfectly happy if somehow we can swing, you know, a Karis Levert uh, going to Philly and uh, a Miles Turner uh, coming back to Portland and CJ going to to Indiana. You know, yeah, Sorry, CJ. Sorry, CJ. I hate to banish you to the cornfields. But, you know, and by the way, yes, I did say Turner because uh, as much as I would really, 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 really love baby bonus back in Portland, we need a Miles Turner type and not a baby bonus type.
0: I I honestly also think that Miles Turner, his value maybe isn't as high as I think some teams can see Sabonis as a as a star and Mm -hmm. Turner would just fit extremely well here in Portland. And there's a whole lot more that we could get to. Suffice to say that i my wrap up of all of this i like that the blazers fired neil O'Shea. i think joe cronin is the right person for the job right now i feel like there's organizational alignment once again which is great and i despite the blazers being 11 and 15 despite the blazers being closer to 14th than fourth in the conference despite that i have some hope how are you feeling uh, I
1: think the team is still a bit of a dumpster fire right now, organizationally <laughs> roster wise, but
0: you can hear but, the fire trucks coming. No, wee, no, no, wee, no. Wee. Somebody <laughs> finally
1: ran inside and grabbed a fire extinguisher and okay. we're start, we're starting to, you know, we pulled the pin on it. So we're getting there. We're getting there. It's like okay. I said, still a little bit of a dumpster fire, but instead of, you know, all Shea going inside and trying to find the bag of marshmallows, somebody ran in and grabbed the fire extinguisher that's 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 my thoughts and feelings on it
0: one last thing i know neither of us are huge into soccer the timbers had been losing zero to one the entire game and they got yeah, to stoppage and, time and, yeah and now it's time and, go, I, timbers! I, I shit on him
1: earlier but yeah i turned it over about 15 minutes ago so anytime you see my eyes go to the side i saw the beginning of stoppage time and saw that goal so
0: Zar is equally excited czar what do you think buddy yeah i know i agree okay he wants to be let go okay yeah, Anything I else a, uh, I, i'm
1: keeping an eye on it i'm not i just uh, it's, it's a ball i, just, I, I was
0: just looking at it on twitter i i hey i i don't have a fancy television say it whatever you call them i don't have a television so i can't watch it on the tv um
1: <laughs> you need to apologize to, you need to apologize to the rednecks right now they make know, up a giant portion of our fan base we I, are I, th- big in kansas
0: God, Kansas. Hey, Kansas was actually cooler than I thought it was. I went to Kansas for Cassie's sister's wedding. Anything else from you before we bounce? Nope. Okay, well then if you want to reach out to us, please do at Like the Blazers on Twitter. Find my incredible article. And soon Ryan's almost as incredible article at weLikeTheBlazers.com. Oh, <laughs> you can find me at GolderPDX. please join those twitter spaces 15 minutes after every game follow sheriff of pdx if you haven't already ryan and i will be popping into those they are super fun you can find ryan at the witty ryan and that's all i got for right now until next time i am one of cronin's cronies i appreciate you all thank you and go blazers go blazers